Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Oh, man. Mike Detillier. Mike D. At 8.30. Uh, We'll have Todd Wade. He'll stop by at 9.30. Uh, Former Ole Miss offensive lineman under Tommy Tuberville and David Cutcliffe. Played in the league for eight, nine years. He was part of, he was teammates with Fred Smoot. Um, And yes, he has some unbelievable stories as Todd and I have been able to break bread and and visit over the years on playing for Washington while Smoot was there. Uh, out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Uh, brought to you by the Ribeye Medium Rare Bacon Wrap Shrimp and a uh, Russell's Reserve Old Fashioned Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. Visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. We're streaming live for you on thezone1059.com. We'll be live from the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook on Thursday. It is also a lounge. It's a place where you can hang out, watch the games. They have food and beverage. All kinds of fun on game day, whether that is Saturday or Sunday. And we've heard from several of you that have uh, hit the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook. Not but an hour from where I'm sitting. So it's an easy road trip. And you can also mix in, you know, the the weather's breaking and uh, it's getting cooler. So it's a good time to, uh, you know, spend 24 hours up there, play a little golf, hit the sports book, and then steal some of Blake's uh, saffron chowder at Philip M's. So that, that's a good 24 hours right there. And don't forget it is a lounge, leather chairs, food and beverage in the sports book. You can hit us up on the Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line, 601-707-3750. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. I want to dedicate my Twitter feed to Clemson football this year. Twitter, at Bowbounds. And what was Mississippi Ag is now Ag Up. Ag Up Equipment. John Deere Tractor text line, 601-885-3776. Um, let's drop that audio, Blake. This is so good. So basically, Blake, Troy Aikman's laughing at, at the Dallas Cowboys offensive skill players. Uh, no, well, this, their skill players are terrible. This audio is more him <laughs> taking a shot at, uh, a collegiate program because the Dallas Cowboys got to this point to have them on the field, I guess is the better way to say it. All right. So this is Buck and Aikman last night calling a game between the mighty, mighty Dallas Cowboys and New York football giants with Daniel Jones. Hey, did you know something, Blake? What? This has been talked about at many happy hours in the South and around. Oh, okay. Detail. All right. Did you know that David Cutcliffe is a QB whisperer, which means that Daniel Jones should be even, because this is what I heard four years ago, even if he, or five, even if he's not, Peyton or Eli Manning, he'll be just a notch below 
because David Cutcliffe coached him at Duke. Yeah, no, I'm going to say that's not correct. Oh, all right. So this is Buck <laughs> and Aitman, and uh, Aitman couldn't help but but laugh about some of the things happening last night. Cowboys hurry it up, pass a spinning grab by Hendershot, and then up and over Dane Belton and picking up 10 and making the Indiana Hoosiers football program proud. <laughs> Doesn't take much, does it? That's not fair. That's not That's okay, not Captain. I'm, I'm Captain Bruin over I'm there. Sorry. <laughs> wow! Shots fired at the Hoosiers, baby. Wow! <laughs> How about that? That's where Dallas is now. It's a bunch of guys that. Um, I. What are people ask the question? You know, where did? Who are these guys? I know, I know CD had an unbelievable catch. Although he dropped a wide open touchdown, he did. But but. <laughs> And he's had the dropsies a little a bit couple the times, last yeah. couple of years. Yeah. For for an NFL level player. Okay. Correct. College, high school, different deal. But in the NFL, we expect guys that, that have been hyped again, I think a lot of times with the star, hyped a little, you know, like Zeke. But um, especially if you come from a big program and all that. But C D had a hell of a catch, don't you agree? In oh, the left my corner of the gosh. end zone. Well, before before he caught that one, he caught that fourth down hot read and got absolutely lit up at midfield and caught that ball. He ain't a big dude. Like he drops one that's in the breadbasket wide open because his head turned. He was looking upfield. He was trying to see where he was going to move to score the touchdown. He drops that one. Then he catches one that ninety nine point nine percent of receivers drop. That mm-hmm. that hot route read when the safety's full sprint at twelve yards, lighten him up. And he catches that ball. So, as someone said on Twitter, CD lost me and got me back in his corner in the same game. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you love it when your sports teams do that? Yeah. I'm out. It's the first quarter or something. Auburn, Mississippi State the last year. the third quarter, you're like, oh, I'm in. Yeah. Auburn, MSU oh, last year is oh, a great one. How many people did I hear from on Twitter that were like, we had it? I'm like, <laughs> there wasn't one Mississippi <laughs> State fan that thought they were coming. Not one. No. <laughs> and I know some that. That that wear you know the maroon and white shades you know one one the left side is maroon and the right side is white that's great yeah there was not one Mississippi State fan there's a hundred and fifty thousand living alums MSU there was not one that thought they were going to come back against the Auburn Tigers that is exactly right one yeah. hundred nor was there anybody on the field on the team <laughs> staff anything else um, the out of bounds show is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance bundle your car and home. And save with your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. Go with the home team, as Jake Mangum tells us. Also, go to favorites.com, F-A-B-E, favorites.com. Get a quote in minutes and save. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. We did the C Spire uh, Connerly watch list, and we'll continue to keep an eye on that. I mean, that, that could get wild as the season unfolds. I mean, Shador Sanders... Jackson State, insane numbers. Will Rogers, Mississippi State, insane numbers. And Jackson Darts, doing it both. Well, he's doing even more with his legs. Um, That's concerning, though, right? Given who you've played, I, Le- I think it is. Like it, you didn't against Tulsa, you shouldn't be running. You it. don't want yeah. him taking that many hits. Yeah, he's he's averaging but seven. It literally, carries a took game. a couple of fourth down conversions. Now, don't get me wrong; he's he's even more athletic than I thought. So that's good for you. But you'd rather not be doing that against that caliber of team. Correct. We'll see how many times he runs against Kentucky. Like, not that Kentucky's 
a great team by any stretch. No, but that A&M Arkansas game, the way KJ Jefferson was getting hit, Woo. like you don't want Jackson Dart doing that against A&M. The physicality that A&M's defense brought to that game. Is it going to affect Mississippi State's receivers? That's it, a real it's question. It's a great question. Yeah. Because A&M got down and got busy on yeah. Saturday night. They're going to get physical a la LSU. I mean, LSU got physical with the receivers, and you saw that that kind of put them off time. I think Durkin will press Caleb Ducking and Ra-Ra and, and you know, those other guys. So, um, yeah, I can think of a couple of guys that will definitely, it'll definitely take out of the game. But we'll see. Um, Will Rogers, you know, he'll have to play a, a heck of a game, but this is a winnable, winnable, winnable game for Mississippi State. And um, how about that money on Ole Miss? Tons of dough going on the Ole Miss Rebels. You think it'll go to? You think it'll go to seven, seven and a half? I would be surprised. I think it'll stay around where you it is. You think it's going to kind of flatline here at yeah. six and a half? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Most of the movement, especially severe movement, occurs in the first two days of the week. Yeah. Anything after this point is usually a, a half point at most. All right. We should have taken LSU on Sunday. I'm not happy. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Ag Up Equipment. That's where you go to get your next John Deere tractor to manage your land. Manage your land at Ag Up Equipment with John Deere. America's tractor. AgUp.com. Text line 601 601- Eight eight five three seven seven six. Mike Dettelier at eight thirty. Todd Wade, former Ole Miss Rebel, nine thirty on the Yingling Lager guest line. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z Biotics. Let's face it: after a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends, Over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Got a big game in the ACC this weekend, Georgia Tech at Pittsburgh. Good morning, welcome in. Out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. Blake, have you been tracking this uh, hurricane? I've been monitoring, yes. It, okay. It's not, you know, what was it, two years ago? So I don't think we had one affect it last year, but in 2020 we had a big hurricane that moved games around. Got it. Um, Florence or something like that, or I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, so um, this will be 
it's always a monitoring thing when those with those East Coast ACC clubs. Yeah, I saw Luganville um, posting. Uh, you know, bad weather follows him wherever he goes. Yes, I mean, it's incredible, notorious for that. And he yeah. said, "Yeah, I'm supposed to be in Tallahassee this weekend," and showed the the map of the storm. Probably not good. Yeah, goodness gracious. All right. Out of bounds, ESPN 105 down the zone. Like, how many people do you think in the Ole Miss fan base know who the starting quarterback is for Kentucky? Percentage 30, 35, 40%, somewhere in there. So. Yeah, I think you're right. Will I mean, Levis. He's been around long enough that he's got a little bit of notoriety, and he does play Mississippi State. Right. Every, which, like, if this was like South Carolina, I know Spencer Rattler's a big name, but like, Let's say it wasn't a transfer QB. Like if it was South Carolina, Missouri, um, someone like that, there's right. no way they'd know the starting quarterback, right? But at least Kentucky has played state consistently, obviously, every year. So they probably have an idea. I think they do not know that Kentucky's like the third or fourth highest passing team in the conference right now, which is insane. Right. Given that just a couple years ago they were running a triple option with a receiver at quarterback. Oh, that was painful. Um Will Levis threw for three hundred three last weekend and four TDs. He's he. There's a reason we can laugh at it. There's a reason he's on NFL draft big boards. It's because he physically is gifted. Yeah, he's in a terrible system with a terrible offensive coach, with not a lot of playmakers around him. So I, uh, you know, it's it's not surprising that he hasn't done anything remarkable in theory. But hey, I'd argue winning seven eight games at Kentucky is remarkable. Uh, I agree. So. You know, that's he, a, that's a, they could, Kentucky can, I, the idea that Ole Miss is going to walk away with this game is, is ludicrous. Kentucky 1000% can win this game Saturday. I agree with that. Um, I mean, I like Ole Miss as the favorite. It's at home, of but course. Kentucky yeah. can win. Yeah. Um, Levis spent two seasons at Penn State and then transferred and is having a, uh, a good year. Now, ben, Rodriguez, is back. Chris Rodriguez, the running back, yeah. He's back for the first time this year. Off and, the field incidents. Right. Cavalsi Smoke, is their other tailback? He's a senior. Yeah. Great name, by the way. Unbelievable. Believable. I think it's Cavassier is how oh, they say Cavassi. it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Is it like the I, drink I believe that's Cavassier? correct. I believe it's Cavassier Smoke. Love it. Love it. Um, yeah, what a name. I, you know, I think... I think Kentucky is a nice team. Yeah. That's it. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think they're they're far from really good, but I think they have a nice team who can play good not at times, and they can also play average. Is that fair? Yeah, it's okay. It goes back to what you and I discussed about Mississippi State throwing the ball around and why they can beat Kentucky and Arizona and Memphis now, typically because you're going to out-talent people. Kentucky is not good enough offensively to run away from games. So people, no. are, people are able to stay in the game. Right. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Right now, from what I've seen from the Ole Miss offense, if, if Kentucky had a couple more weapons, I think Kentucky would be favored. Because I don't, I'm not sold that the Ole Miss offense is as high-powered as we have come to expect it to be I over agree. the last five years. I agree. We, we got into that thing with Freeze. Um, Longo still had one really good year under Luke. And then Lane's been off the chains. Well, yeah, Corral. Corral. Exactly, yeah. You know, it was 14-14 to at halftime, Kentucky, Northern Illinois. 
Okay, and Ole Miss didn't score a point in the second half. But so they what scored, do I do? Here's where Ole Miss is a little bit different, I think, than Kentucky. They scored 28 in one quarter. And they, can, they can put... They can put two or three on you. Here's the question. They're averaging six yards a carry with all three of their top three ball carriers. Quinshawn Judkins, Zach Evans, and uh, Jackson Dart are all yeah. averaging six yeah. over six yards a carry. Do you believe Ole Miss as a team averages six yards a carry against Kentucky? No. Okay. I would argue that outside of Vanderbilt, they will not average six yards a carry for the rest of the year because they've got all their non-cons out of the way, and then they're going to get Vanderbilt out of the way. The uh, other, the other Vandy, games are going to be mighty tough. Vandy. Still, see that's Ole Miss pulled five G five opponents if you count Vanderbilt this and year. Georgia Tech. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Georgia Tech's been outscored. What'd you tell me yesterday? Uh, they only scored like tw- twenty points all year or something like that. Yeah, Wowzers. yeah. It was like one hundred and twelve to twenty or something like that. Incredible in, in, in the four games. Incredible. Um, I mean, they're almost they're almost as bad as A and M offensively, almost. No, they're not. I mean, Georgia a- Tech? A- A&M's much better than Georgia Tech. I understand, <laughs> you know, there's been some struggles, but hey, look, that was an old, that was a street fight in Jerry's world on Saturday yes, night. Yes, and without a fluke play, A&M loses. Yeah. They weren't, like, that's what's crazy to me about Arkansas. But I got to give A&M credit, the special, all right, they made that play, right? When they yeah. knocked the that's still an athlete has to make that Correct. play. Correct. And the guy runs to the boundary to the edge. And and this is an athletic play, has the wherewithal to turn kind of turn around and give it to another dude who has to have the speed to run down the sideline. I understand. 100%. I got I gotta give those guys credit. It's like a point oh one percent play. Which to me goes back to their athleticism. Correct. They may not be playing at the level, correct. They're not efficient. They're not. They're not cohesive offensively. But dude, you could tell the way they brought it to Arkansas in the second half. They got some dudes. Dude, KJ Neffer, KJ Jefferson got slobber knocked all over that field. I mean, he was getting lit up. Now they run the ball a la Fitzgerald, Mississippi State, Dan Mullen. Right. So KJ, I mean, you kind of expect that to an extent, but boy, they were hitting him. But you're you're a fluke play from losing another game in which your offense again was not very good. No. You've had a special teams return for a touchdown. You've had a fluke 99-yard fumble slash pitch return for a touchdown. I mean, like, you're scratching by if you're A&M. But you're here. You beat Arkansas. The thing for Arkansas that's unfortunate, I still think they were poised in there and should have beaten that. Like, they were the better team. But now you've lost that game. You're going to lose to Alabama this weekend at home, most likely. I mean, I guess something could happen. But you, you lose to Alabama. Then you go at Mississippi State and at BYU. Mm. You could find yourself as good a team as we feel like they've had. They could still lose four straight. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's the, that is the toughness of the SEC when you play schedules like yeah, that. Yeah, but physicality doesn't matter. Well, that's accurate. According to the ACC people on my on my Twitter, at Bo Bounds. Um, all right, let's switch gears real quick. It's uh, corned beef hash day. Do you like corned beef hash? No. Really? I don't know when the last time I had it was. Wow. I don't feel like that's something that is served very often anymore. Okay. Actually, there's like culinary, you know, local culinary places that are doing it, and it's phenomenal. Oh, I'm sure. Where, who, where could I find corned beef hash? I've had it somewhere. 
recently at a brunch spot, and I cannot remember where I feels, was. Feels like something that like a place I like was out of town. Another broken egg would serve. Like it'd be something like that. Like that type of uh, okay. Break. Not it's not a Waffle House breakfast spot. Where was I? Because it, it, it they uh, they dropped it in a in a. Uh, Black Iron Skillet. Yes. What's the one? Um, Where what, the hell what's the that? Breakfast Club in Sartville? That what's that guy that runs that Sartville Breakfast Club or whatever? It's that little restaurant where you can go get breakfast. Eric Culber. Yeah. They. I think they don't. They have a He's hash. My buddy. I think they have a hash. Do they? Okay. It's a very I mean, I've, I've, southern. I've had breakfast. It's my daughter's favorite place. Uh, I mean, I, I've yeah. had breakfast there a ton of times. It's a very southern breakfast food. Mm-hmm. Option because it's just potatoes and corned beef and Absolutely. sauce. Yeah, but you know they, they kind of dress it up in the culinary flair. Well, yeah, I mean it's not like do some like pancetta and things right. like that. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. All right, Mike Natillier coming up next. WWL Radio TV New Orleans. He joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Has that line moved in the LSU-Auburn game? Uh, Why did I not take it on Sunday when Auburn was a favorite? Holy smokes. Blake, would you tell me it went from minus one and a half Auburn to nine LSU? That's where it sits currently. Goodness gracious. Holy smokes. There was money to be made and I missed. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by Sound and Communications. SoundcomAB.com, the leader in audio and visual in the Southeast. SoundcomAB.com. We welcome in our friend Mike Detillier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. Saints, LSU, NFL, college football. Mike D joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Mike D, I felt I feel like I missed out on some money not taking that bet on Sunday. Your thoughts? Yeah, uh, you'd like a lot of them. <laughs> uh, we saw it sort of change a little bit. Um, we did the uh, show yesterday from um, out in uh, Silver Slipper and uh, Casino, and we saw it sort of change real quickly. Um, and sort of line flip uh, where I, I still, I don't know who would have put Auburn favorite in that game, but yeah, uh, I knew that wasn't going to last long. Uh, but uh, I, I wasn't able to get in on that Auburn favorite. And, uh, man, it has rapidly, rapidly changed. So, you know, I think it, it, that tells you a lot more about Auburn than what it tells you about LSU. Yes. All right, so the uh, Tigers are trending the right way. And uh, I'm sorry, LSU Tigers, not Auburn. And uh, Auburn got really, really lucky in both regulation and o- overtime as we all know, on, on Saturday. Uh, do you expect LSU to, to blow them out um, this weekend on the Plains? Uh, I, I made this comment last night. I thought LSU would win by 10. Uh, you know, uh, I, I really do. Uh, LSU's defense is really playing well. <laughs> really, really playing well. Uh, now, listen, New Mexico is not very good. They got two first downs in a game. Two. That was their total offense. Mm. Uh, you know, again, LSU's 
uh, offense is still coming together and being pieced together. But their defense is going to hang them in games. This isn't the real test for LSU. It's the following week when they stare down at Tennessee. That, that, that's the major test uh, for LSU. But uh, offensively, with the weapons they have and, um, you know, getting Booty back, uh, who, who didn't play last week, uh, he had the week off with his uh, girlfriend having uh, their first child, and they were missing a couple of pieces here and there. And so it'd be interesting to see. Now, the one thing with LSU, they are really thin. Uh, they they got talent across the board. <laughs> uh, you know, the last three years, they have finished fourth, third, and third in recruiting before Brian Kelly got there. There's a reason. But they've also had some heavy attrition. Is that if they can stay healthy, they'll they'll be they'll be okay. But they're awfully thin at certain spots. Okay. Um, so you feel like two possessions, two score game, LSU on the plains. Um, Mike Dettelier on the Yingling Lager guest line. You're listening out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Oh, what do you make of, I know it was a gift, Arkansas gave A&M there on the one-yard line. Uh, but what was your takeaway from Arkansas A&M this weekend, Mike? I wasn't impressed with A&M two weeks ago playing Miami, and that told me a lot more about Miami than I needed to know. And then Miami did exactly what I thought they would. Uh, I mean, they spit the bit this past weekend. Uh, I'm not impressed with A&M offensively at all. Now, they got some talent on defense. They've, They've got it stacked there. But... You know, a win is a win any way you can take it. That is a crazy way to win it the way they did. But, you know, I'm I'm not impressed at all uh, offensively with, with A&M. And, uh, listen, I, I think a lot of Max Johnson as a guy, uh, he, he's a tough, tough kid. But, you know, he's limited on, on throws. So they're going to have to beat you uh, with the running game, with their defense, and coming up with turnovers. But uh, uh, they're no Cracker Jack team by any chance. With Arkansas, man, you know, you you sort of disappointed because they, they let a game that they had in hand slip away. Mm-hmm. They really did. And, and that, that's a learning experience for a team that uh, being in a big spot like this, and they had them. They really did. And you, you can't give away the ball game. You, you can't because uh, I think player for player, A&M's got more talent than Arkansas, but you can see the structure is there for the Hogs. It really is. But you can't give away a game, and, and that's basically what they did. The game wasn't lost on the field goal. really wasn't. It was lost on the fumble. Yeah. Uh, going to Bama at Arkansas, it's 17 points, Mike. Would you uh, take them or give them? Uh, I would go with Alabama. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I think Alabama can put up some points. And, uh, man, they play great defense. Uh, 
I know in talking to uh, Pete Jenkins, who worked with him uh, along the defensive line, he said, Mike, this this might be as good a defensive line as, as I've worked with at Alabama. Now, Pete has also worked on, with Georgia's uh, defensive front. But he, yeah, that was his deal, man. You know, that one's going to be tough to, to overmatch uh, of two of a year ago. But uh, he was really impressed uh, what Alabama's got up front in their front seven. So, uh, um, again, I think with Alabama, it's consistency at the receiving core. They've got talent, but a lot of young talent. And they've kind of rode the roller coaster uh, with making a catch, making a big play. Uh, but, man, Young is uh, – he's the real McCoy. Uh, Archie Manning told me this at Manning camp. Bryce came and he was like, take a good look at him. He said, does he remind you of Fran Tarkenton? Ah. Said, that's, he said, that's who Bryce Young reminds me of. And uh, or, you know, I've repeated that because, you know, Archie – but Archie said it first that he reminds me. He said, now, he said, if you say that on the radio, you'll have – some people have to go look at Wikipedia to figure out who Fran Tarkenton is. But he said, you know, for football fans, they, they know who Fran is. And he said, that's who Bryce Young reminds me of. Mm. And I think he's I think he's right. I think he's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Boy, what a player. Um, with Tennessee, are you, uh, are you buying – the Tennessee Volunteers, yes. or do you need yes, to see more? I am. I am. Um, we had uh, we had Hooker there too, Hendon Hooker, and, and I was so impressed with him. Um, not only as a passer, but just his demeanor, how he handled things. He was very upfront. Uh, we have a chance to interview the guys for about an about an hour on the Friday. And uh, he was one of the guys I wanted to talk to because I could tell his maturity. And uh, I watched him throw the football. And, man, he's no small guy. I mean, you know, he's a lot bigger in person than you might think he is. Uh, So one of the things he brought up to me, and I talked to him about, you know, maturing into the quarterback position, and he said, you know, when I was a pretty highly recruited quarterback, I signed on with Virginia Tech. I did get some chances to start at Tech. Uh, I don't know if he said 12 or 13 games, something in that range. And he said, you know, I, I found out real quickly that this is a production business, and you got to win. And he said, you know, my job at Tennessee is – one, I gotta be a leader. He said that he said that's number one on the spot. When you are a quarterback, you have to be a leader. And secondly, I gotta win. <laughs> he said that's the second thing. Uh because they don't want to hear about your personal life, if you got a little ache and a pain, uh if you bruised up, if somebody drops a pass, somebody fumbles the ball. It's about winning. And he said, you know what? Last year was the starting point for us at Tennessee. This year we make our statement. Mm. And I thought he was so mature 
This is a 22-year-old saying this about handling the quarterback spot. This is not a 32-year-old man. It's a 22-year-old young man saying this of understanding the pressures of playing quarterback at a big-time school. And he he knew that he got some talent around him. And he sort of laid it out to me that there are certain games that um, we got to win to convince everyone that we back. And he said, I think we'll be a lot better on defense than a lot of people are giving us credit for. And I, and I think he, he hit the nail on the um, And Florida was explosive, and <clears throat> they can score points. Uh, they're still trying to figure out how to handle Hooker. Yeah. Because he, he was magnificent in that game. He was. He really was in, in every aspect. But, Bo, I'm telling you, I don't know. <clears throat> I've done this a lot of Manning camps, okay? Um, I, as I've heard, a more mature guy, as I've heard with Hooker, the way he spoke and the way he sort of understands the game in a certain way, that that's not just the norm. <laughs> I'll be honest. I mean, you got some of them you interview, you wonder, man, uh, how'd you get this far? Uh, you, you know they're talented. You know you know they got talent, but their maturity level is, is not real good. Uh, even at that stage, he he showed it. Man, he, he had great maturity, understands the game's a leader, a tough guy, and he does not mind being uh, the focal point of somebody's uh, negativity because he said that is part of me playing quarterback. Mm. And he said, I would much rather take the negativity than have it on my teammates. And I walked away from there and said, Jesus Christ, you, you don't hear that often. You, you really don't. And so uh, I think he's the key there. But, you know, they've gotten better, uh, certainly on defense, and they can flow to the football. And, and he ended it with us. Man, you got so many guys that are from Tennessee on the Saints team. I said, man, you know, it's we're almost becoming sort of like, you know, volunteer south. And he's like, well, you know, my, my total concentration this year is on Tennessee and winning and trying to get us to the SEC championship game and um, maybe an SEC title. But he said, man, you know, uh, I do notice that they got a lot of those guys out there in New Orleans. Uh, how about that? Who that? And I looked at him. I was like, okay, we're going to end the interview. Because it was really good. And when he threw that who that out there, I was like, okay. But that that about sealed the deal. Wow. Um so you're buying Tennessee. Yep. Who, who is the second best team in the league right now? Is it is it Bama or Tennessee behind Georgia? Oh, I would say Alabama is, but I think it's clear cut that Tennessee is the three. I, I think you know Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee right now. And, and I think it's pretty clear cut. And the fact that Bama has to go to Tennessee, um, you give the Volunteers a shot. Uh, I give them a shot. Uh, I, I wouldn't pick them to win it, but I'll, I'll give them a shot there. 
I think what's going to be an interesting game is them playing LSU at 11 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know what genius decided to pass on LSU-Tennessee for a 3 o'clock game uh, on the Saturday, which happened yesterday. CBS passed on it <laughs> to go with Georgia-Auburn. Uh, yeah. Mike Dettelier on the Out of Bounds show, ESPN. Now, whoever made that choice, <clears throat> that wasn't a good one. <laughs> because I think for most people, Okay, you you understand how good Georgia is, right? And you understand after watching what you watched the past couple of weeks, Auburn isn't real good. LSU Tennessee would have been an interesting mid afternoon game, really would have been, because now you had a very explosive <clears throat> Tennessee team playing against an LSU team was pretty doggone good on defense. Uh, back to LSU. Uh, no, I actually want to ask this question about the Manning Passing Academy. Who were the best three quarterbacks at the Manning Passing Academy in the summer? This summer? Yes. Um, Will Levis. Would have been right off the bat. Uh, he was the best. Uh, he was the most impressive guy I saw there. Over Bryce Young. Uh, I would put Bryce at the two spot. Um, but Will, man, uh, his deep ball skills were really good. That That's not what Bryce does best. Uh, Bryce is really good in the short and immediate part of the game. Uh, I would put him as a good deep ball thrower, but Will's a next-level guy. Will, when I saw him for the first time, he's not as thick, but he reminded me so much of Josh Young because we we watching him throw, <clears throat> and uh, I, I, got, I was in the back seat of the golf cart, and Archie was in the front. And I told him, I said, you know what, I've seen that guy before. And he said, uh, he said, uh, Levis, I said, yeah. He said, I told him, I said, he reminds me of Josh Allen. And he said, he's sure built like him, isn't he? I said, he's not as thick. And he said, he said, I, my God, was Josh thicker than him? I said, I think he was. <clears throat> Josh, Josh told me that day he was 243 pounds. Good grief. Uh, wow. Will's not Will's not 243 pounds. Will uh, I'm going to say Will's in that 225 to 230 range. He doesn't look it, but man, that ball came out of his uh, arm or the hand, and it, it's similar to Josh in a lot of ways. Uh, Bryce would be the two, and then certainly uh, Thompson from Florida was the three. He wasn't the most consistent of the passers. Bryce and and Will were much more consistent. But partner, when he threw a football downfield, uh, you could hear it. I mean, mm. that, that you don't you don't see it often, but you could hear it coming out of there. It, it sounded like something had been shot out of a cannon. 
and those receivers were bracing uh, to catch every throw uh, because, man, they were coming at you. So what that told me a little bit was he was still developing some touch and some accuracy, but he is a big, tall guy who can hum it. And then I would put Hooker at the fourth spot. He, I wouldn't, I'm not necessarily giving him an A on everything across the board, but I would have difficulty giving him anything less than a high B plus on everything. Mm. He did everything really well. And so while he wasn't maybe as physically imposing um, as Will or Thompson, you could tell, uh, you know, he's a legitimate 6'4", and uh, he's so accurate making those throws. And here's the best part. They're doing this with receivers they've never thrown to before. Ah. Those receivers out there are, are not guys from their school. It's from LSU, Tulane, Nichols State, uh, Southeastern. Um, we had some from Southern Miss, uh, Southern University. Uh, so they've never worked with those guys. And that was the most impressive part about it, that they are – they were – Bryce, you know, I saw him throw about 30 passes. Only one of them touched the ground. Mm-hmm. Everything the receiver had, uh, only – he had one bad throw in his, like, session of 30 throws. He, he had one bad throw. And it sort of reminded me when you go to the Saints camp when Drew was there. The ball didn't touch the ground. Uh, you know, it, you know, he was if he, it touched the ground, it's because they dropped it, and that's what happened with Bryce. Um, it was it was a drop pass by Southeastern uh, Lion receiver. He hit him dead in the numbers. He just dropped it. Uh, so uh, those would be the four, and you know, there's not a lot of times I could say the four guys that were the most impressive were all from the SEC. Wow. Yeah, because uh, I did. I got one minute, little, Mike Levis. The little write-up that that that's normally not the case. Normally, that's somebody else. Right. Uh, Levis and Kentucky go to Oxford Saturday. Who do you like and why? I think Kentucky. Um, uh, their defense is really good, and and will he, he's going to make some plays. Ole Miss has been way too inconsistent on offense, and well, and Levis is going to hit you to pressure points all across the board, as a runner and a passer. I like Kentucky. I think Ole Miss will keep it close. I think it'll be a close game, but but I like the Wildcats here. All right, we'll leave it there. Saints play in London at 8.30, I think, in the morning. Yeah, um, we got 4.30 a.m. Uh, pregame shows. Oh 4.30 in the morning. So I got to wake up A-Bear to make sure he's going to be okay. <laughs> Mike D, Mike Dettelier on the Yingling Lager guest line. Have a good week, Mike. Thanks, bud. Thank, thank you, Bo. Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. Uh, he joined us on the Yingling Lager guest line. That was funny. Uh, Yingling Lager, one of the official beers of the Out of Bounds show. You can make it your game day beer. 
enjoy a yingling lager late this afternoon. Please drink responsibly. And uh, Mike likes LSU by 10. And uh, Kentucky to, I guess, squeak one out in Oxford with Will Levis. Um, and maybe that stingy Kentucky defense. Uh, can they contain Judkins and um, Evans and uh, Jackson Dart? We'll see. 11 a.m. kick. You know, you and I like the 11 a.m. kicks, Blake. Uh, a lot of people don't. But now I understand if you have to travel up the day of or if you're hosting your tailgate. That's not awesome. I kind of like it. Well, there's the mistake. Don't host your tailgate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Live at the Bank Plus Studio, the Out of Bounds Show is driven by your next Ram truck, Jeep Grand Cherokee, Mack Hike in Flowood. Visit MacHikeFlowood.com. Todd Wade, former Ole Miss Rebel at 930.